Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast, where we bring Sunday home. Join us as we dive deeper into First Baptist's weekly sermons, discuss practical applications, and answer your questions. It's been a true blessing to explore Sabbath rest with you in this series. In our first episode, we defined the Sabbath, and in last week's episode, we discussed the teachings of Jesus about the Sabbath. In this final episode, we're going to take a field trip to the sanctuary in time. I'm going to share about my own practices on the Sabbath so you can get a sense of what Sabbath rest looks like in action. If any of these practices sound like they would help you rest and draw near to our Creator, try them out. At the same time, don't feel like you have to do all of them in order to do any of them. The Sabbath begins Friday evening just before sundown. If you read Genesis 1, you'll find that it reckons a day from evening to evening rather than from midnight to midnight. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And so on. This is the case throughout the Bible. And it's why the Sabbath and all the Jewish holy days start in the evening even to this day. On Friday afternoon before the Sabbath, my family prepares a delicious hot meal for the evening. We spare no expense in making this the best meal of the week. Isaiah 58:13 says to call the Sabbath a delight. So we try to elevate every aspect of the Sabbath experience. On our Sabbath table, we set out two candles and we light them about 18 minutes before sundown so they're burning when the Sabbath begins. While they do add to the ambiance, beauty is not their primary function. They serve as the boundary between the work week and the Sabbath. In Exodus 35:3, the Israelites were forbidden from kindling fires on the Sabbath. So, the Jewish people instituted the practice of lighting candles right before sundown. Practically, the Sabbath candles illuminate the home for the rest of the evening, but it's also a handy sign that the Sabbath has begun. Candle lighting on Friday night might be my favorite moment of the week because it means that I've made it to the Sabbath rest. Now, if you've ever texted me on a Sabbath, you might have noticed a long delay in my response. It's not you, it's me. Most of the time, I don't check my phone on the Sabbath. There are certainly exceptions, but I generally leave my texts, emails, social notifications, and work requests for another day. This practice is based upon that prohibition on lighting fire on the Sabbath. Judaism says that the electricity in your phone, computer, or TV is a kind of fire, so religious Jews put them away for the Sabbath. Again, just to be clear, I'm a Gentile Christian, and the apostles did not bind Sabbath prohibitions upon Gentile Christians. Instead, I check out because I want to check out. If your life situation allows it, you can learn a lot on a day apart from the world. I've learned so much over the years. The world does not go around because of me. Breaking news generally is not that pressing. Much of the time, my time is filled with filler. I do have time to read the Bible more. I need rest, and I will lean upon God's provision for it. So after a good night's sleep, my family attends a Messianic Jewish congregation on Saturday mornings. Messianic Judaism is a movement of Jews and Gentiles who believe in Jesus and carry out our discipleship in light of Jewish tradition and practice. We recite Jewish liturgy along with early Christian prayers, recite the weekly Torah portion aloud, hear a teaching connecting it with the Gospels, and then share a community meal together. It's a beautiful continuation of the early apostolic community in Acts 2.42, where it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. 
Now, it's worth taking a moment to talk about the Torah cycle. The Torah, which is Genesis through Deuteronomy, is the foundation of the Bible. Pastor D. Thomas Lancaster likes to point out that all the fundamental concepts of our faith, atonement, grace, forgiveness, salvation, redemption, find their definition in the Torah. Jesus and all his Jewish disciples grew up attending the weekly Torah reading at their synagogues. Many of the first Gentile disciples were regular synagogue attendees and heard the Torah every Sabbath. In the words of James, the brother of Jesus in Acts 21, from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. We as contemporary Christians can still learn from this. Particularly if you've never read Genesis through Deuteronomy, I would encourage you to consider joining the cycle for a year. The New Testament will pop with new depth when you know the Torah. Each reading from the Torah cycle is only a couple chapters, and you can read it from your Bible at home. If you read it on the Sabbath, as James suggests, your voice will join the myriad tongues of others reading God's holy word. My family spends the rest of the Sabbath reading books, playing games, and taking naps. After the sun goes down and a little time passes, we gather to send out the Sabbath with a ceremony called Havdalah. It's a set of blessings acknowledging God as a God of order and distinction, again, marking a boundary between the holy day and the regular weekdays. Though the ceremony might go all the way back to the time of Ezra, believers today still find profound messianic significance in each step of Havdalah. First, we light a multi-wick candle, closing out the Sabbath, but bringing its light into a new week. The resurrection of Jesus took place sometime before Sunday morning, but since biblical days begin at sundown, he could have risen any time once the candles of Havdalah lit the night. Then, we lift the cup and bless God for the fruit of the vine. Isaiah 11.1 1 foretold the ultimate fruit of the vine. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. That righteous branch, my fellow believers, is the Messiah. After the cup, we bless God for making spices, and we smell a sweet fragrance. The Jewish thinker Rambam writes, Why is the blessing recited over spices on Saturday night? Because the soul is forlorn by reason of the departure of the Sabbath. Therefore, we gladden it and settle it with a pleasant fragrance. The melancholy of loss and the smell of incense is a powerful combination for disciples of Jesus. For we know that Nicodemus prepared Jesus' body with a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight, according to John 19.39. Perhaps Jesus rose from the grave as his disciples were smelling Havdalah spices and remembering their master. We then bless God for the illumination of the candle, and we hold out our hands to see our fingers outlined in light. Jewish tradition suggests that Adam was clothed in light before the fall, and thus we will be clothed in light upon our return to the Edenic state. Whether or not you accept that as being true, Jesus and all of us as disciples are a foretaste of such a restoration. Jesus said in John 8:12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus also said to his disciples in Matthew 5, You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Finally, 
we conclude Havdalah by blessing God for making distinctions within his creation. Our Father in heaven is orderly, intelligent, and reliable. His Son is obedient beyond the point of death. His Spirit provokes us to choose the good over the bad. Everything makes sense when you know that God is the God who rested on the seventh day and made it holy. Thank you for listening to these special Sabbath rest episodes of the Beyond Sunday podcast. I pray that they have brought you closer to God and given you some of his tools for gaining rest and peace. May you find Sabbath rest in this world, and may we all soon enter the reign of Messiah, the day that will be entirely Sabbath. This week's episode is written and read by myself, Jordan Upton. Our producer is Jeff Reynolds. Our engineers are Elliot Beckley and Jordan Evans. And our editor is Chad Walden.